What's good, fam? It's Tuesdays with Tawana. Good to see you on today. On this Tuesday, I am back officially for 2024. Last week was a quick pop-up to check in. And here I am, Dr. Tad, your host and your curator for Tuesdays with Tawana, a place and a space where we build community one womanist episode at a time. We chop it up. We talk about whatever's happening in the world, serious or otherwise, what's on our mind, what's on our heart, what's in our guts. We come together to share. And if you are new to this moment, welcome, welcome, welcome. If you are a ride or die, participant and listener. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I truly appreciate it. And, you know, just become unapologetically black in all things. And it doesn't mean that this place is exclusive. It is inclusive, centering black experience and black, um, black experiences and black beloveds for the liberation of all in this moment. So this is Tuesdays with Tawana, where I come at you every Tuesday, two o'clock Eastern time. So let's get it popping. It's good to see people popping on. My favorite, one of my favorites. What's up, Jules? Good to see you. Yes, I am back in the building. Took some much needed time off to take care of some personal things and to reflect and to regroup and to just really uh, tap into this moment to ensure that this moment is speaking um, to the masses, to ensure that we are focusing on liberation and joy and freedom and calling things out and in and really addressing uh, the ills of society and addressing the joys that we are experiencing because this beautiful black face on your screen oftentimes is depicted as someone who is going through drama or there is judgment or there are assumptions that are made about who I am and who I represent. And we are here to dispel all of those misnomers and misunderstandings and assumptions and judgments so that you can truly experience the black experience from my lens, from my purview, inviting others into this space so that we might journey together toward joy, toward healing, toward freedom, toward liberation, especially during these trying times, these most trying times. So today for our 30 or so minutes together, we're going to chop it up, talk about some serious stuff. And then there is some stuff we're going to just chop it up about that is happening in our world that's quite comical. Um, so as you can see, my uh, theme for today is who let the cat out of the bag, pun intended. Um, so we're going to start there and we're going to flow today. We're going to flow 
in the next 30 minutes. We're going to flow into different conversations. We're going to flow depending on the comments and the reactions and, you know, the feedback from beloveds because this is what we do. This is not all about me and it is about me uh, facilitating and guiding us through this moment so that we all might be able to experience some semblance of release and respite and restoration, provision, guidance, covering, protection, love, peace, and joy. So who let the cat out of the bag? So I know this is not necessarily the, the newest uh, topic at hand, but you know, I've been gone for a minute. So um, I just want to um, just talk about Cat uh, Williams for a hot moment, uh, a hot moment. I know that there, if, if you don't know, Cat um, Williams done put Shay Shay on the map. Um, Shay Shay, as in Shannon Sharp, I laugh and chuckle every time I say Shay Shay for some reason, but anyway. Um, done put Shay Shay on the map when uh, he disclosed what he deemed his truth. And as we are in, I think we're still in America where freedom is freedom of speech um, is supposed to happen and liberty for all. Um, he, you know, used his platform to speak what was his truth. And the challenge here, and oh gosh, what is the comedian's name? Chris, oh, I can't think of his name right now. But he talked about the fine line of speaking truth and going against our own. We as Black Beloveds, and I use the term Black Beloveds because we are diasporic. It's challenging for me to use the word African American because many of us may not um, be associated with America per, per se. Um, there are African Caribbean, Afro Latinas. There, so under this term, black is not just the color of our skin. It is a part of our culture and our prowess and our socio-political power. So let me just explain that for new listeners, or you may not have heard me say this before. So I use the term black. So Chris um, says, hey, Pammy, good to see you, beloved. Um, Chris, another comedian who is quite funny, says, you know, there, we, we are held by different standards for ourselves, not the standards of others, because we know one of my favorite quotes by Audre Lorde, if I don't define myself, I will be crunched into other people's fantasies and eaten alive. Yet we are held to a standard because we have enough people going against us, judging us, putting us in a box, telling us we should look this way and dress this way and behave that way. We get enough of that. So the challenge is not necessarily what, for me, 
what Cat Williams said. It is how he said it and in the platform in which he said it and how it does not offer any type of calling in for um, repair, calling in for, yeah, dude, I stole your joke, or not that that would happen, because everybody's jumping back and responding, but no one is holding themselves accountable for what they did to cause harm, in Cat's words, it to cause harm and disrespect to Cat Williams. On the other hand, there is um, a challenge when we are calling out our black beloveds, our black siblings, and we do it in a way that um, that I'm not sure. It 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 almost feels as if we're doing it in a way that um, for our own self-aggrandizement. Right now, Cat Williams is a bright dude very intelligent, very intelligent. And from what I understood, he came forward because people were coming at him or people were stealing his jokes or people were telling untruths about experiences with movies and things of that nature. But then the challenge is Cat Williams did the exact same thing that he is proclaiming that was done to him, kind of like the oppressed becoming the oppressor. So there was a way in which Cat Williams could have spoke, spoken his truth without going too far left, if you will, no, too far left, in, in his commentary, and he is a comedian. So there are ways in which comics will have this comedy relief about reality, and yet it may not be that funny because it's causing harm to someone else, or it is making assumptions and judgments about someone else, and this is the very thing that we don't want to happen to us from other people who have power, who want power over, who are white supremacists, who are racist, who continue to judge us because of our mere presence and the color of our skin or the way we wear our hair. So we are held to a different standard, which then causes us to be mindful, not careful or walking on eggshells, but to be in a place where we can be courageous and speak unapologetically that builds up our communities versus tearing it down. That then builds up and speaks to someone that erred in their ways so that we can then journey together towards some semblance of healing if that is what you want. Now, Cat Williams may not want that. I didn't talk to him. I don't know his perception. I don't know what his, his end game was. I have no idea. But what I love about Chris is he said, you know, it's, it's the platform in which you are going against, um, black comedians in particular. Cat Williams lifted up white comedians and then condemned 
black comedians. And in this day and time, we don't need anything that is going to cause a schism or a problem because we have enough problems to be concerned about in our communities. Now that is a concern for Cat Williams. That is his life, his concern, his venting, his truth, his release, relief, release, excuse me, and at the same time being mindful of what good is that and using discernment on how I deliver that. How do I then call out people that have done me wrong or have caused harm? Do I then cause harm back? Do I then vibrate at a lower level that is outside of who I am and the beautiful essence that I, um, that I have? Um, do I operate in, in a way that is degrading and dehumanizing and doing the very same thing that I don't want done to me and my people. The timing might have been off a bit because we are in trying times and here we are, we are now um, brainwashed and, and convinced that we should be paying attention more so to shit like this versus what is going on in Palestine, what is going on in Sudan, what is going on in Tigray. Not to say that we can't chew gum and walk at the same time, but it is also a level of discernment of how and when I present myself in certain situations so that I am building and not tearing down someone else because that is very white. That is very degrading and dehumanizing and we have had enough of that. Hey Jan, good to see you gorgeous. Yes, Pammy, this, this, this is, you know, it, and the millions and millions and millions and millions of views that Shay Shay got. But yet, if I talk about this, I'm not getting 20 million views or, or whatever because I am talking truth to power or I'm speaking to the ills that is going on, that's going on in our society or... You know, people people now have become, it's a term for it. Like they love the the drama. They love the violence. They love it's like trauma porn. Um, they they're attracted to that. And when do we move away from that trauma porn and begin to address the trauma so that it's not entertaining and people aren't um, making money because they've already made enough money on the backs of who we are, but now you're even profiting off of our trauma, off of our harm, off of our hurts, off of our disappointments. I was talking the other day and I said how funders will be quick to fund me during my pain, but won't fund me during my joy. You are quick to respond when George Floyd was murdered and all of a sudden everybody wanted to, you know, give money and do this. And then the well ran dry because there were no more George Floyds of the world, but there are plenty of George Floyds and Breonna Taylors of the world. It's just that we don't see it because we don't own the media. And right now what is in the media is only what is 
happening and the, the ills that are happening between Israel and Hamas, which then involves Palestine and those in Gaza where schools and hospitals and infrastructures are being bombed and children and families are being killed and displaced, but yet 20 million plus 50 million, whatever million people watch Shay Shay, whether it was a release, whether it was an escape, I watched it. I spent two hours and 45 minutes of my time to watch it. I thought that he brought up some very good points. I thought that I honored him in his space and speaking truth. And yet I question who are you targeting and what is your end game? Because my challenge is we have got to stop attacking one another because we get enough of that in our communities. So speaking of attacking one another, now we have, you know, hip hop has been a, a culture bearer since its inception in the 70s, right? And even prior to that, before hip hop was called hip hop or be, before rap was called rap, it was happening well before then because we are the creators of this beautiful thing called music and jazz and R&B and um, using our, we're just the creators. We're the, we're the creators. So now we have this beef between Nicki Minaj and Megan Thee Stallion. So Megan comes out with a song called Hiss, and then Nicki felt the need to pull receipts like Cat and come back at Megan. And now everybody's making money. And what is it doing for our community? What is it doing for us? It is entertaining in the moment and harmful at the same time. How can we then balance out these beefs that we have and still call people in to righteous behavior? You can still be funny. We can all eat. We can all tour, we can all make it happen, but how do we then balance out this visceral reaction to others and then stoop to their level? When do we rise above the occasion? When do we operate out of something different? Now, the rap beef is a little different because that has been historic. And unfortunately, we have seen people die because of this, or be shot and, and harmed in horrific ways because of words that spew out of our mouths and not realizing how powerful our words are, we must be careful about what we say and how we show up. And it doesn't say that I, do, I, I can't be unapologetic it doesn't mean that I can't be proud of my blackness. It doesn't mean that I can't, you know, be proud of wearing this kafaya and representing my siblings in Palestine. It doesn't mean that I can't do all of those things and still stay true to who I am as a black woman and trying to survive these streets that 
are, that constantly tries to kill us, mind, body, and soul. Pammy says, we are the most, <laughs> you better say it. We are the most disrespected group in America. And I hate that these women with so much influence to drag each other, we are contributing to the lack of respect. Absolutely. We are contributing to it. And it's, it's, it's disheartening. It's, it, and at the same time, um, I, I, I want to, to, to honor or no, I want to acknowledge our right. I, I have a right to come on this platform and say what I'm saying. This, this is from my experience and other people, you know, may not agree or may not understand. They didn't walk in my shoes. They didn't live my life. And yet I am saying it because I know that I shouldn't be here because 41% of my beloveds have died due to the same diagnosis that I have been diagnosed with right now called breast cancer. And it is because of lack of access. It is because of lack of universal health care. It is because of the color of my skin not being honored when I walk into a doctor's office and you look at me and make assumptions about me and my pain and you don't acknowledge my pain. So here we are spewing hate and talking about each other and pulling receipts and tearing each other down when that influence could be used in a way to bring us together so that I'm not moving out of the country come after the 2024 elections where Reverend Dr. Gina Stewart slayed us with truth being unapologetic and I will post the link on my page and in these comments as well because if, if you have not seen or experienced, excuse me, Reverend Dr. Gina Stewart's sermon during the combined National Baptist Convention you have missed something life-changing and life-altering because <laughs> the Reverend Dr. Gina Stewart spoke truth to power and exemplified how we stay truly unapologetic with who we are. And I can call you out on your misogynoir, your patriarchy, your racism, your narcissism, your power over, your greed, your profits over people. I can call you out and speak truth to power and yet call people in to be like Claudia. Who is Claudia? I'm glad you asked. She let us know that Pilate's wife has a name and her name is Claudia, although she is unnamed in many of the other books of the gospels. Her name is Claudia and she said, say her name. So as we are moving forward in this and who let the cat out of the bag, what are you letting out of the bag today? Are you letting out a prowess that stoops down to those that are trying to degrade us and demean us? Or are you stooping down to the people like Tim Scott who says, I love you, Donald Trump, 
when Donald Trump spewed so much hate about you, Tim Scott, and you have the nerve to be standing behind him, smiling and just dancing and shucking and draw and jiving, knowing that he just needs a black face to try to get the black vote because everybody is mad. Or I, let me speak for me, I am mad at Biden at supporting a war that is killing my siblings unjustly over territory. That the genocide that is going on against my people in Sudan and in Tigray and in Congo, and yet we are stooping down and we are talking about how um, you slept with so-and-so, you took it in the ass, you sucked this, you did that to get where you are. Be concerned about where you are and how you are using your voice to then lift up others instead of tearing down. If Kevin Hart is a plant, then damn it, let him be a plant. That's for him to reconcile and to deal with in his soul. You have a responsibility as a black person whenever you open your mouth because we are held to a different standard, our own standards. We are not lifted to the standards of others because we won't be lifted. We'll be torn down. We'll be crabs in a barrel. We'll be pushed down into oblivion. We'll be pushed on the margins. You know what? I'd rather be on the margins because as Father Boyle said from California, if I stand on the margins, the margins will disappear. Or when Toni Morrison had to call in that white reporter and say, that is the most racist question you could ever ask me. That is speaking truth to power and letting beloveds know this is how you behave. I am exemplifying. I am the exemplar of what it is to speak truth to power and not yield to your disdain and your hate and your vitriol and your disgust and your narcissism and your racist ways. I am now feeding into that if I then call out another beloved. Now, mind you, let me say this as we close. There are some people that although we share the same skin color, theoretically, we do not share the same experiences or ideologies. And so I cannot rock with you if you are talking about a, an election being rigged or you are defending what has happened on January 6th, or if you are supporting a person who now not only initially had to pay five that $5 million to uh, Miss Carol, Jean Carroll, but now 83 million because of your mouth, because of your ratchet mouth, always putting your mouth in somebody else's business, tearing down someone else, tearing down them personally instead of talking about the politics. You can talk about politics just like two boxers in a ring that fight, they have a job to do, and when they leave, they hug, they may go out to dinner, they have a job to do because it's not personal, but yet 
Audre Lorde said the personal is political. So in this instance, everything that this narcissist says is personal because what you say is now killing us mind, body, and soul. It is now taking food out of the mouths of children. It is now degrading and dehumanizing our LGBTQIA plus community. It is degrading and silencing and dismissing drag queens. It is trying to erase our history because you don't want our books to tell the truth about what your people, your forefathers and foremothers did because I dare not call them ancestors because my ancestors, my ancestors spoke truth to power. My ancestors survived being enslaved. My ancestors survived Jim Crow. My ancestors started the civil rights movement. My ancestors created this nation from the ground up. My ancestors built what needed to be built and tore down what needed to be torn down. What needs to be torn down is the dehumanization of human beings. What needs to be torn down is racism. What needs to be torn down is narcissism. What needs to be torn down is all of these billionaires not funding and shit like as if, as if there's not enough power and money to go around. Why is it that those in Atlanta and Decatur, Decatur public schools have to eat cheese and bread if they have a balance that they owe to the school for lunch? So someone started a GoFundMe page to pay for that so those children wouldn't have to be embarrassed. This is a shame. So what are we letting... What cat are we going to let out of the bag? Are we going to stoop down and degrade and demean our beloved black and brown brothers and sisters and siblings and non-binary and gender-expansive non gender beloveds? Or are we going to come together and figure this shit out? Are we going to let that cat out of the bag? Our unapologetic prowess our divine power, knowing our worth, vibrating at a higher level, being able to speak the truth. When you shitty, you shitty, I'm gonna let you know. But I'm gonna let you know in a way that leaves room for you to learn the lesson and for you to heal and to move forward and to, 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 to change your ways because I can't change you. We are not in a position to change, beloveds. We can create a space for people to change and people to grow. So who let the cat out the bag? Westernized thought, individualism, patriarchy, either or, linear thinking. I don't know. I would even go so far as to say sometimes, you know, people hide behind social media and make comments or make p comments in public settings where you don't give the other per person an opportunity to respond. And so then they have to respond in a way that's on social media. And then somebody else is going to respond, but there is no coalescing of the thoughts and minds and experiences. Comedy has been comedy from day one, from day one when Bill Cosby was straight up ratchet and funny until he decided to clean it up, if you will, so he could be more mainstream. 
why did I use Bill Cosby as an example? Oh my gosh, did I say that out loud? I take that back. I take it back. Richard Pryor was always just funny. And then did a both and, you know, he did his movies and, you know, silly movies. And, but when he was on stage, he dropped more F-bombs than, than anybody else. Comedy is going to be comedy. But where do we draw that line? Where comedy is, you, you know, you can do satire. You can be a pundit. You, you, you know, <laughs> you can just be downright funny. Like, I find it so funny when people send me memes of people falling. Because I know they filmed it and the person is okay. And I find it funny. And it might not be funny to others because someone falls and they hurt themselves. But it's funny to me. But where do we draw that line from humor or artistry or speaking truth to power when it's not really speaking truth to the power that redeems, the power that liberates, the power that frees us, the power that encourages us? the power that heals us. We are speaking out of power of narcissism and self-centeredness. So the cat I'm gonna let out the bag today is that I'm going to continue to be this black woman, unapologetically black, will speak my truth based on my experience and invite you in to have a curious conversation with me so that we might be able to journey together and change systems and dismantle the systems that need to be dismantled and build together. That's the cat I'm letting out of the bag. I am not going to diminish my energy to meet somebody else's low vibration. No, it's not happening. I'll leave you with this because we are a bit over time. I have a neighbor um, who accidentally, and some, some of you may have seen this on my dailyish freebie. I do Dr. Tad's dailyish freebie on TikTok, literally dailyish. It doesn't happen every day. And I told the story about my neighbor who was locked out with her young daughter. And I happened to notice them outside of my window out there a long time. So I was running, going to run a quick errand because the Nick game was about to come on. And I was going to grab something to eat. And I pulled over because I know in my spirit that was the right thing to do. And that's what the most high wanted me to do. And I said, are you okay? And they locked themselves out and I invited them into my home. And so they could be warm. And she also left her phone in the house. So I let her use my phone. But let me tell you how to, I say all of that, not for self-aggrandizement, not because I'm holier than thou and I heard the Lord speak, pull over and help these lost souls. No, I was the one who was blessed. Because that six-year-old child who we turned on Spideyverse and we were playing with this little basketball hoop that I have and we're having a good time. And she says, something is burning in my spirit and I need to ask you a question, but I don't want it to cause any problems. And I'm like, 
okay, sweetie, talk to me. She said, are you a believer? I said, yes, ma'am, I am. And she said, so am I, and gave me such a big hug. That opened up the space for her mom, because her mom was sitting right there. We were talking and just, we just met each other. We, I never knew her name, didn't even know, anyway. And she asked to pray for me. And she prayed such a powerful prayer for me. During a time when I was facing some, I'm facing some financial challenges, I was facing some medical challenges that she did not know about. And only flesh and blood could not have revealed that to her. But I may not have been as receptive if <laughs> that beautiful six-year-old didn't ask me that question to open the door for her mom to pray for me and pray such a powerful prayer that I can truly say that my life has been changed. I feel different. I feel spirit just moving in me differently. And I am so grateful. I went to the doctor today. They thought I had an autoimmune disease because I had damage to my liver from a previous treatment. And the good news is I do not have the autoimmune disease. I will always have scar tissue on my liver because the liver is one of those things that doesn't rebound or get better, if you will. I will always have that, so I just have to take care of myself. But I was able to receive that news beautifully. No, no one wants to have cirrhosis of the liver, which is a learning lesson. Cirrhosis of the liver is not just caused by someone drinking too much. It is, it's, it's actually, the definition is damage to the liver caused by some sort of external um, happening. Like for me, it was the medication that I was on. For someone else, it might be alcoholism. So when you hear cirrhosis of the liver, let us shift our mindset, right? Because I was one who, I was like, I don't drink like that. I don't, they don't even drink anymore. What, what do you mean cirrhosis of the liver? And it's like, no, it's more than that. So that was the good news. Um, there is some other news that I'll save for another time. But in, in that prayer, you know, I tend, I share with you often that I focus on my healing, I focus on my joy, I focus on breathing, I focus on this moment that I have, and I don't focus on my diagnosis because Elaine Gale, my writing professor, taught me what you focus on expands. So I continue to focus on my healing, and this is the result. I don't know what the outcome is going to be, but all I know is that I have right now. And right now, I have a decision that the cats of this world that I'll let out of the bag is not going to be um, dehumanizing or degrading or demeaning because that messes with my vibration and my, my healing and my love. So the same thing that I do for myself, I invite others not only to do that for me, but to create an opportunity for me to do it for others. I can still be funny. I can still be powerful, I can still speak truth to power, and I can love you enough to walk away when you don't serve me well. 
but I don't have to, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to say anything to you. I don't need that spotlight. I don't need to prove anything to anyone. So when we have this moment together, we are building and we are talking about the challenges and we're talking about how we're going to make it through. We're not going to bury it. We're not going to conceal it. We're not going to blame it on somebody else. We're going to own what we own and use our own power because we are more than enough and we are so worthy. We are worthy. So worthiness is coming out of my bag. Divine prowess is coming out of my bag. Speaking this truth to power is coming out of my bag. And being Claudia. And you'll understand it once you see, if you choose to watch the video. I am Claudia. I am a black woman that has a voice and who will use her voice to build community one womanist episode at a time and beyond. This is Dr. Tad. This is Tuesdays with Tawana, your host and your curator. I'm so honored to have this moment with you. Tony, I'm glad you made it because you are the embodiment of many of the things that I talked about on today. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is Dr. Tad, and I'm out. I will see you on next Tuesday, inshallah. Namaste.